Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. PAC-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov speaks at PAC-12 Media Days. What did he have to say about conference realignment and about the PAC-12's television deal? He had some interesting thoughts. That's coming up on today's Neighborhood Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors. We are here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network Neighborhood Watch. We cover all things Big 12 football and basketball five-plus days a week as well as conference realignment, betting odds, all of those things. You all can find us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Uh, and once again, please, please, please subscribe to the channel. We are 1,200 subs away, basically, from getting to 12,000. 12,000 is our goal by the start of the season. So need you all to pitch in, help out, subscribe. If you all have not yet subscribed, that's uh, great. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of different shows coming on this channel a lot of great content so please do that follow us on twitter also you guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts if you listen to the audio version please give us a five-star review had 20 so far all of them are five stars please be that 21st five-star review we'll keep that rolling as well all right so uh everybody was kind of waiting with bated breath for george kliavkov to speak at pac-12 media days i thought there was some very good pointed questions from reporters I actually think George Klyavkov generally, generally handled this very well. And I just want to say, I think leading up to this, he, he in particular has done a good job because he has not spoken about this since December. And uh, you know, I think it's a pretty smart move because they have had nothing to report on this. Now he has to speak here at PAC 12 media days. I mean, he doesn't have to, nobody can make him do anything, but every conference commissioner, does speak and goes around, does media and things of that nature. Uh, I'm not sure how much George will end up doing, but he answered questions. He gave an opening statement, talked about how excited they were for the season and whatnot. But I, I think the first question asked by Brandon Marcello really did get to the crux of the issue. And I thought it was an excellent question. Brandon asked about the, about the communication breakdown that seems to be happening between the presidents, the administrators, the athletic directors at the schools and the conference, because you know, you know, you have not spoken about this since December. Meanwhile, you've had ADs and presidents go out and give, you know, say near future. And it's been going on for months and months past these uh, presented deadlines, if you will. And so I thought it was really great. Once again, great question from Brandon. Very smart question about, hey, you know, this stuff has been out there from your own people. Um, is there a communication breakdown? And George did kind of dodge it a little bit, but what is is long, you know, the kind of long and the short of it was uh, this has been a message you've heard the last week. Patience is beginning to pay off for the Pac-12. The uh, the waiting that they've done, the patience trying to find the right deal has begun to pay off as new media partners are beginning to emerge into the conversation. And I think 
ostensibly the idea here is they are driving the price up. They are driving the value up. They are creating a mixture of linear and streaming options that will be good for the league. And once again, I've maintained this. That could be true. And that could be very true. But until we until we see something concrete, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, they can say this all they want to. I think us as the as the listeners and the watchers and the college football fans have to take with a grain of salt and say, okay, this this could be the case. We have to acknowledge it could be the case. But I think some skepticism of that is is warranted because the entire process for them has not been a positive one that's yielded a lot of positive results. Once again, does not mean it will, will not yield a positive result, but so far it has not been so good for the Pac-12 conference. Um, and I think it's yeah a healthy bit of skepticism when it comes to you know hey it's beginning to pay off now we're beginning to see the fruits of it. Well, you know you're not really waiting because you wanted to, you're waiting because you had to because the deal wasn't good enough, right? So it's not like you're all being, you know, you're all being patient on your own merit. Uh, and I guess it is in some ways, right? Because you're like, oh, well, we have to have this good enough deal. But like, you know, it sounds like no concrete numbers were presented. New folks could be involved, but it still feels like they are not approaching or nearing a deal because they gave us the near future again as another deadline, uh, not deadline, but as, an, as another kind of time frame, And I don't really know what shows the near future is going to be when a television deal gets done. I don't really know what kind of backs that up. If new players are involved, it might, it doesn't, I know, uh, I think the Oregon's president said, it might be accelerating things that are happening. Um, you know, having new partners involved. Well, it's not, it could accelerate stuff. It also could kind of take you back a little bit. Because, all right, we have to assess all these options now. And for them, it's going to be a compilation of, you know, of what they put this thing together with. I mean, it's not going to be one person, one entity rather for the A package or all the entire package, it feels like. So I feel like that must be reckoned with when it comes to all of this. The second thing was this. This was the one mistake that he made. I thought generally speaking, like he talked about how the, all the teams are together, which I thought was good. Uh, everybody's, you know, moving forward. It's good. He kept his answers for the most part, pretty short. He was asked, uh, he said at the one point, we are not announcing the TV deal on uh, today on purpose because I want the focus to be on football. And somebody circled around back with that again and said, oh, so, so what you're implying here is that there is a TV deal ready to be announced you're just not doing it because you want to focus on football. And he said, well, I think you're reading into that comment too much. Now, a couple things here. Like, people misspeak all the time. It is okay. I misspeak probably every single day, right? I'm on here for you know a long time, 20 minutes basically, every single day, right? So all of us do misspeak. However, uh, if I remember correctly, I, you know, you all can go look at the, his comments. He wouldn't speak for very long, and the Q&A wasn't very long either. I believe this was tacked on at kind of the end of an answer that he – that he had. And then uh, uh, somebody from the San Diego, uh, you know, County Tribune asked him the question, but well, are you implying that you have something done? He said, you're reading into it too much. And that is the issue here, that this is another example, in my opinion, of the PAC 12 presenting a narrative that is simply false. There has been a lot of accusations about the big 12 disinformation campaign. And, um, you know, I, I think I've seen a lot of that. I, I think that some folks might argue that I am part of that. 
Well, this show, we've had Mark Ziegler on, who covers San Diego State. Uh, we have had John Wilner on, obviously, who you all know very well, you know, covers obviously the Pac-12. We have Spencer McLaughlin on, who covers the Pac-12. Uh, I share my thoughts on here. I think I'm actually pretty fair most of the time. And through my thoughts, I've said a couple of things. Number one, I did not think San Diego State would join as much hullabaloo as there was around it. Uh, we talked with Mark Ziegler, just did not make a whole lot of sense, right? And when it came to talking with John Wilner, you know, uh, he thinks that the things are kind of further along than, than we than we realize. Well, I can't really I can't really agree with that. Um, with what we've seen, I mean, I, I don't have reporting, you know, like John does to disagree with it. But I mean, also we, we spoke weeks ago, and you know, if they're that far along, or probably a month ago at this point, you know, you feel like you have something at this point in time. Um, and so, like I've said this, the schools desperately do want to remain in the Pac-12. They would like to. They are both a part of that league. Um, Colorado is not like in any hurry. It feels like to get to the Big Twelve. The only thing that could put them in a hurry is if this league is heading in a bad direction. Same thing for Arizona, but it is clear the desire is there to want to remain in the league. It makes a lot of sense because they're there now. It's what they're used to. It's what they're familiar with. But on the other hand of things, you have to look out for yourself, right? Switching conferences is a risky proposition, especially if you're not switching to the SEC or the Big Ten. Those are the two big power players right now. Those are the two conferences that if you ask, if you ask any school director in the uh, the Big Ten, or excuse me, any school, any school administrator, uh, you know, things about athletics in the Pac-12, in the Big 12, and in the ACC, the other three power leagues, if you ask them, would you take a spot in the Southeastern Conference or the Big Ten? They should, they all should say, yes, yes, we would, because the money is so substantial. The exposure is so substantial. The advantages are clearly there. And this is all about dollars and cents anyway. Isn't this why we're having this conversation about the TV media deal, right? All of those folks would say they would like to be in those conferences. If you're not switching to that conference, it, it you know if, if you're going from G5 to P5, obviously it's where you want to be. But if you're a G5 to G5 and you're not or a P5 to P5, and you're not going to the SEC or the Big Ten, yeah, it's a risk. It's definitely a risk. This one feels like a bit more of a calculated risk, right? Because I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because the, the Big the Big Twelve, you know what you're getting. You have a commitment from two. You know, you know where you're playing your games. You know who is in the league. You know what the commitment is from the cable companies. At least you have probably have a pretty good idea. I mean, you know ESPN has got most, most of the contract. We'll see what Fox would, would do if they added Power 5 schools. I, I still think they have a pretty good shot at you know, getting a decent number from Fox uh, and, and adding schools. And because of that, you feel much more confident. You know the length of the contract, right? You know the monetary value of the contract. You know who your conference, at least right now, conference commissioner is. Uh, you know who your new members are, right? There's no uncertainty. And so this is where you have to say like, yeah, it's a risk, but it's a calculated risk, right? And so those members, they want to be there. They want to be in the conference. They want to be in the league. But there is not, a, but, but I'm not presenting disinformation here to say that reporting has said that Arizona and Colorado have had conversations. And they're not accelerated. They're not down the line or anything, but they, are, they have one eye on what's happened in the Big 12. And, the, you know, they, they, okay, we sit over there. Now we're going to turn back and get our offers from Klyavkov. And not a whole lot has changed. 
is what it sounds like, right? Maybe new partners are involved. Maybe that value gets up. Yes, that's possible. But I don't know, I don't understand rather how more time goes along and the Pac-12 finds themselves in a better negotiating spot. The only way in which that would be the case is if there are new players involved, right? Because the other way, it does not make sense. If you are on a one-year deal and time is kind of winding down here and you need to get a television deal done to prevent potential members from leaving, what leverage do you actually have over the TV companies? Not a whole lot. You do have games. Yes, you do have inventory. But let's just say an ESPN, I mean, they could get some of that late night inventory with Arizona and Colorado over in the Big 12 paired with BYU. Is it all late on inventory they want? Maybe not, but it's still some and you still play those games later on. So I think that is something that we are, you know, we need to consider here is, uh, you know, how a Pac-12 position in a television negotiation is improved by just time passing by. It's not, right? That's why it needs to have new people involved. And Jim Williams said, hey, I'm hearing there are new folks involved. That very well might be the case. And I, I think, you know, that, that could be, but like, the numbers, it does not sound like the numbers are changing. There's a presentation yesterday. And to get back to Klyavkov's original comment about this, if you have something to announce, you just come out and announce it. You don't say we're not announcing it because we want to have football to be talked about. No, you would be parading this thing around. I almost said this, you know, whatever. You would be parading this TV deal around at your conferences, football media days as a massive win for the league. That is, there is no doubt. So the one major slip up that George Klyavkov had, the one major slip up that he made was that comment. He cannot in good faith say we are announcing, we are not announcing the TV deal today on purpose because I want the focus to be football as he is answering a million questions about conference realignment and the television deal. So that those two things do not go well together. Once again, otherwise, I thought he was very strong, but I think we have to acknowledge the reality on this one is that that one just does not make a whole lot of sense. You're not announcing a deal because you do not have one, not because the focus should be on football. And I want to make this very clear. The Pac-12 has a legitimate shot, maybe as good a shot as anybody, of being the most exciting league in college football this year. With the caliber of quarterback in that league, and I also think the caliber of coaching at the top of that league, it is set up to be a very exciting year in that league. I have no doubt about that. Caleb Williams, obviously, is very exciting. What Oregon State has built is very exciting. Bo Nix, very exciting. I mean, even the lower-level quarterbacks, and your Jaden Delores of the world, are exciting players. Coach Prime, obviously, at Colorado, makes the league more exciting it's got a chance to be a very fun and exciting league here in 2023. Right. But you, you know, it's difficult to be like, Hey, we're just here to focus on the excitement and we'll tell you a TV deal later. No, these people are salesmen. There's a reason why guys, Brett, your Mark went out there and talked about all the great things happening in the conference at media days, because this is your, I mean, literally the biggest stage, right? They had a massive stage in the middle of Cowboy State of AT&T Stadium, where he was up there pacing back and forth like Tim Cook from Apple, like we talked about, like Kendall Roy in succession, right? And whether we love that or not, that's this is where you do it. This is where you put forward your best foot. And look, I mean, <laughs> look like 
you can't, this, this is where you would do it. This is where that you would do it. So don't tell us otherwise. I thought he was right on though. When people asked him about expansion, he said, Hey, look, the first thing is first, we take care of the TV deal. We take care of the grant of rights. Then we worried about expansion. And then uh, he was asked a question about San Diego State's position. Thought his answer was very strong was that, you know, and I don't know the internal conversations, but here is my thought is that all the parties involved in this TV deal, in this media situation are aware of, of how this works. I do not think the PAC 12 promised San Diego State anything. I think they told them, hey, look, we're hoping to wrap this thing up by next month. Um, and if we do, we you know, we'll extend the invitation to you. And I think San Diego State took their calculator risk and said, all right, let's send the fake notice. Let's see if we can get an extension, wait it out and get there and see if we can get this thing you know, pushed into the one yard line and into the end zone and join the league. And that didn't work out like that. I think Klyavkov basically said, hey, look, like everybody knew the drill. Like everybody knew the deal. We, you know how this stuff works. We cannot add a team in until we have the grant of rights. And obviously there's a, you know, there's, there's expansion schools they looked at and he's he was pretty coy about, you know, who the potential schools could be. I thought that was good. He also mentioned the, I think the realignment's going to slow down a bit, which might tell you that they're going to be a little cautious about how they approach certain schools and how they get to certain places, you know, but I, I think they've got obviously folks in mind for realignment. Uh, I'm just wondering what that looks like for them. And so I think, you know, it's also good for Klavkov to say, hey, I think, think this thing's going to calm down just a touch as we get, as we keep going. So once again, generally speaking, good stuff from him. And I'm not sure how much more of media is doing, but his opening thoughts and Q&A went relatively well. The problem for him is the one line people will flock to is the one thing he said, we were here to focus on football. Uh, you know, that's why we're not announcing the media deal. That one's a little bit easier to, to, to pull apart. That one's a little bit easier to pull apart. And it sucks because people will, will go on that. I actually, once again, though, I thought him being short was the right thing to do. I thought him being, you know, a bit more as precise as possible was the smart thing to do for him and for the conference as a whole. And so I thought he represented himself and the league very well in that sense. Um, but here's the thing is they're getting by media day. Luckily, there's only one day for them. Right. You know, uh, Greg Sankey, I mean, my God, uh, the radio station here in Arkansas, he was he was meandering and moseying around media days, doing interviews. Now, it's a little bit easier position to do it in, but he was doing it for four days. You know, he was up in about three days. He was doing you know, some interviews and stuff. So, uh, you know, Klyavkov only has to do the one day, which I think is good for them. Uh, I would just like to, to touch one more time on the disinformation campaign. Like the big 12 conference is putting stuff out there for sure. Right. That, that, that they want these schools and they've had conversations with these schools. It's not, it's not like untrue that other people have, have verified that. Um, you know, I think the big 12 is trying to put the heat on, but they cannot speak for the universities. They cannot speak for Colorado. They cannot speak for Arizona. And at no point have I read a piece where they're saying Arizona's looking to make the jump. They want to do it now. I know Barry Trammell had something about Colorado, you know, hey, thinking, hey, man, like, you know, we might start thinking about it. But we know those conversations have been had. We know uh, people in power from each of those schools have said, look, we have to see the numbers. That is the reality of the situation. I don't feel like I have ever, and if you all can tell me if I'm wrong here, I feel like I have not spread disinformation on this show once. I am trying to be honest and candid. That's why Pac-12 folks will come on this show 
That's why they will talk to me. It's why they interact with me because I feel like generally speaking, I have been pretty fair about this situation. Do I cover the big 12? Yes. Uh, what I like, you know, once but I've also shared too. I, hey, I, I would actually like the Pac-12 to be around because we're hanging on the last vestiges of what made college football great. Uh, and, you know, some of that, which which is the regionality, and it feels like we're starting to lose a little bit of that. And I want schools like Washington State, Oregon State, and their fan bases to still feel like they're part of a power league and they're still appreciated. They still have a shot to compete at the same levels that everybody else does. I want those schools and those fan bases to feel like that because. We have those kinds of schools and those kinds of fan bases in the Big 12 conference as well. Will, I said the Big 12 has that kind of thing in their conference as well. So we should, you know, we should acknowledge that, like, you know, there are fan bases that, that care just like we care. All right. And we should, uh, you know, be, I guess, supportive might be the wrong word for that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that the, the disinformation stuff, like there are people, there are people on Twitter sharing information that is not true. I agree with that. But if you know the right places to go, and I mean, that means reading John Wilner. That means reading Dennis Dodd. That means reading Ross Dellinger. That means, you know, means reading Heather Dinich. That means, you know, you have to go different places. And it's okay to hear opinions on both sides. That's why we had John Wilner on the show. You know, he does not share the same view with me that, hey, this thing is it's not completed yet, so we shouldn't believe it. it you know, it won't, it won't be anytime soon. John believes that, hey, look, they're a lot closer than everybody thinks. What have they been doing for months? It's all about ironing out the small details. I feel like it was about ironing out small details that would have been done a while ago. That's just a difference of opinion. And he's got source some places. I've watched the situation play out, so I feel like I can make my opinion. It's just opinions on what's going down. As far as the actual information goes, I don't pretend to, to share information I don't have. I share my opinions. John says, hey, new folks are in, uh, Jim Williams, excuse me, says new folks are involved. I'm not saying they aren't. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jim might know, Jim probably knows better than me. Jim's been all over this, right? New folks could be involved. But, isn't it also convenient that when the announcement came out for the Pac-12 that, hey, we're not going to have a media, uh, a media deal announced at media days, but that's because new people are involved and things have gotten better for us. Well, that's kind of how you want it, right? The narrative a long time ago was, wow, if you make it to Pac-12 media days, no media deal, you're in a tough spot, right? I believe John Winner said, you know, it'd be pretty bad for the league or catastrophic might have been the term that he said for the league. All right, so if that's the case from pro Pac-12 people, uh, saying that a while ago and you reach that deadline, well, what is the way to sweeten that news a little bit? What you say is we don't have a deal yet, but, but we're, uh, things have gotten better for us. More people are involved and that's why we don't have one. That makes sense. If we're playing, we've been talking about a public perception battle being played. And honestly, it's a smart move because it's out there now. It's in the zeitgeist. Now people are, we have to acknowledge that as something that is possible. We have to, but the facts remain. They do not have a deal and it is not being reported who is involved, what the numbers look like, but it, they've, they've said near future a bunch and they've kept swinging and missing. They've done, they've done it a bunch to themselves. All of this stuff can be true. So I, I hope folks out there, if you all ever feel like I have been disingenuous, in my analysis, if you all feel like I'm not representing the situation correctly, please let me know. I'd like to, I'd love to know. Love to leave in the comment section. My DMs are open on Twitter as well. You guys can find me there at Josh Davis underscore. But I feel like the idea of, hey, you gotta fight the big 12 troll. I think John Canzano's words were fight the big 12 trolls and disinformation. This isn't disinformation. We're just going over what he said today and the one slip up that he had. But mostly I love the fact that he was concise, quick, 
and you know took care of business today, they can get on with their lives. He did not give, besides that one comment, he did not give too much for the media to chum on, which was smart, which was smart. All right, that will do it for today's show. You guys can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find me at NWPod365. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Leave your questions as well for a mailbag episode. All right, that will do it for today's show. Till Monday, my friends. See you folks soon.